Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and welcome back to our podcast. Thanks. Um, today, we failed to watch the series that we had been planning to watch for this week, so we decided at the last minute to record on another episode of Black Mirror, which we did record on, we have recorded on some episodes of it in the past, um, if you recall. And if not, go and watch the Black Mirror series because it's phenomenal. Every episode is amazing except for season five. <laughs> <laughs> and even that has some redeeming qualities. We did we did watch it. And, and if you want to hear us talk about that, those three episodes are actually up already. So. <laughs> our, our, we did it on our three least favorite episodes for some reason. <laughs> yeah, we were both <laughs> under the... Um, yeah, we were both under the impression we had recorded a lot of episodes of Black Mirror, and then going through, we didn't. We didn't. We so. recorded on two, and Bandersnatch, and season five, which was the worst season. <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to redeem ourselves now by recording on a really good episode yes. of Black Mirror, which is from season three, and it's called Men Against Fire. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum. And Jamie. Yes, man. reactions to this episode. Yeah, so I remember when I first watched this and really enjoying it because of how, I don't know if plausible is a good way to say it, but how <laughs> well, I, I do feel in a way that like, this is like very much something. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Like this is something that like, if this technology exists, I can see happening. Yes, yeah. So good. It was a good episode. <laughs> I think it talks about some very important things um, about, you know, the the creation and sort of uh, proliferation of promulgation, whatever the word is, of an enemy. Like, yes. you know, and this just push, pushes it to the extreme of making us perceive something as the enemy. Yes, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. And I think that saying that, if this technology existed, you know, the world or the government would absolutely utilize it. Like that is true for several of their episodes of yeah. Black Mirror. Like if, if this technology existed, like, of course, this is what humans would do with it because we're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like a lot of the technology, like the way that Black Mirror tries to depict the technology is in like you could see it's a realistic jump, you know, that yep. like in another 20 or 30 or 50 years the technology will actually be to that point, um, like realistically and, and believably in a lot of the cases, the, yeah. the robot that becomes a man, I'm not convinced on that one, but yeah, <laughs> it's like tied the, to the bathtub, but you <laughs> <laughs> about that one, but, um, you know, yeah, because even I guess like the, the technology in this episode, even the most basic bit, which is the idea that you can sort of, stream things into one's eyeballs is right. not completely like you know like we have the ability to like i feel like with certain google glasses and things like right. we're on the frontier of being able to watch that in a glass you know so like what's the difference slowly phasing it into a contact and then like something yeah. else um but this yeah, is yeah i mean that's probably like all there's are are like contact lenses that they well, i mean maybe not i guess there's are probably more advanced than a contact lens because it like interferes with their brain too but yeah yeah because yeah, we learned that like this system what they call the mass implant uh does not only affect eyesight and stuff and clearly it has the recording capability which we see in a lot of 
actually like yeah a lot of episodes of black mirror <laughs> like this is a te- this is a technology that's just like accepted as being part of the universe there um, that, well, and i can see that like if there's unlimited storage space if there was no longer the the issue of like you have a maximum amount of cloud space yeah. like it would just store everything indefinitely you know if, you, if they came up with a way of creating you know an indefinite storage system yeah that's true but um so yeah, in addition to that, we learned that the mass implant also uh, essentially like rewrites emotions in a way and makes you, you know, it, it, the idea is to make you into like a perfect soldier by like eliminating your sense of smell for like things that are distasteful or horrifying. Your right. even the ability to hear like people speaking intelligible languages like right. all these sort of horrifying things so i think at least this is much more in depth than than the other things but it is yeah and i and it does raise the question like i had it several times it's like mm-hmm. how does the implant differentiate between what they are calling the roaches yeah. and the actual villagers because they seem to be the same race they seem to see, speak the same language how does the implant know the difference yeah. of one to the other and is it ever wrong <laughs> right well that's the whole thing because we you know we learn ultimately that these roaches which appear to the soldiers as enemies are actually just other humans who happen right. to have you know bad genes in quotes um, so yeah, I don't know if there's like some way that the system scans and picks up bio, bio signatures or if they were, they were, cause it did talk about the fact that like post-war they had to go through and they did all these screenings. So maybe there was something, I mean, this is going into like Trump territory, Trump supporter territory and conspiracy <laughs> theorists but i guess like if they recognize it as bad blood and maybe ask them like hey come back in for this medical screening or shot is there a way that you could that, that maybe they have a tracker or some sort of co- a computer maybe. something inside or nanotechnology that reacts with the implant in order to like trigger that system to be like this is a roach maybe. you know yeah that's the only thing yeah. I can really think. Otherwise, yeah, they're just other people. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, like their their mass implant is able to somehow detect DNA just like which immediately. Seems, which seems like too, it. yeah, that seems too far-fetched to me. Yeah, so it does that, I bet, yeah, that, that they are being tracked somehow then. Yeah. Like all of the people who have been categorized as being you know, inferior DNA or inferior Mm -hmm. genes kind of thing have been, have been tracked somehow and the system just recognizes them. Yeah. Um, And it, it, yeah. And it totally, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. It's like a weird sort of blood purity society that they've got going on here. Like they're trying to, eliminate like he lists off a bunch of like diseases and stuff you know he says they they have lower iq and and then goes on to say like they have criminal tendencies and sexual deviances and it's like everything that their society deems as like inferior or or not normal is like what they're trying to kill off basically yeah and it's crazy like things like criminal tendencies like i'm sorry (laughs) but i don't think that's coded into your dna (laughs) And okay, if they have the technology to put this implant into these people's heads where they can like recognize DNA from a distance, 
They (laughs) should be able to have the technology and the medical advancements to treat all of the things that these people, DNA is like more tendon, more likely to have, you know, cancer, muscular dystrophy, MS, all the other things that it listed off. They should just have cures for these illnesses if the society is so advanced. Not the, the cure is not just killing everybody who might get it someday. Right. No, it's... Yeah, I guess we have to accept that some of this is just highly un- unrealistic. But um, <laughs> I mean, I hope that it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, so it's it's very crazy to me. But but it is crazy that also that I, as we already said, it, it's so it's such an interesting depiction because you see like the bloodlust in um, I wanted to right. say Janine, but. She's not playing Janine in this. She's uh, someone else. But, Ray. <laughs> Ray. Uh, you see how, like, eager she is to kill, like, all of the roaches and, like, so upset that they get away and all of this and, like, so unwilling to even, like, listen to Stripe when he's, like, I guess he kind of looked crazy. But, like, <laughs> you know, trying to explain that it's not real, it's a lie and all this. And she's just not listening because it is, I imagine, much easier, like, if you if you actually see monsters, it's justifiable to you, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I think that the doctor says that at one point I wrote Mm -hmm. that quote down. Um, Yeah. He said, it's a lot easier to pull the trigger when you're aiming at the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that, that does make them into almost like a perfect soldier because the enemy that they, that the government, that the army wants them to kill looks like a monster to them. And it sounds like a monster to them, you know? Yeah. So, like, it, it would be a lot easier to pull the trigger if, you know, this creature is, like, running at you. Yeah. And especially if you're not aware that of the deception. Yeah. How crazy and troubling, though, that because it's all stored, but it's stored, uh, presumably, I guess, in its original form, you know, right. all of the recordings and stuff, you know, because they started replaying what happened. And right. he was able to see that he was actually, you know, ferociously stabbing some guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, let's talk about the other strange aspect of this. The dreams? Yes. (laughs) Like, they seem to reward soldiers who have killed a lot, like, successfully killed the roaches with really graphic sex dreams at night that they, like, program into their brain. (laughs) Yeah. And it's crazy. This is so strange. It's so strange. And it's like, you, you know... You can tell when he wakes up after the thing glitches or whatever, he sees that everyone is kind of doing the same like twitches and movements with their hands. So like they're all having the exact same, like not the exact same dream, but the exact same type of dream. Right. So it's so crazy. It's like an extra layer of conditioning where you're like, you do a good job killing roaches and you get rewarded with the sex dream. Kind of. Like it seems like on the days when it's just a normal day and they haven't gone out and killed roaches that day, they just get like these temptation dreams. Like she was wearing her bra still in the first dream that he has with her and, and they never actually touch. But then like later on, there's like five of them da- naked dancing around <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after he's killed the roaches. So it's like in order to like motivate them to, you know, you get to you get to have these sex dreams if you if you go out and kill roaches kind of thing. And, yeah. and on the other nights, you're just going to be tempted with it, but we're not going to let you go all the way. <laughs> Right, and they're concerned about creating people who are sexual deviants, where they're re- the <laughs> right. only reward for these people. I mean, I guess we're just seeing his dream, so maybe the others are dreaming of like a nice shepherd's pie. I don't know. Oh, 
Um, did you hear the comments that Ray makes about oh. the dream? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like she's definitely having sex dreams. That's as well. true. Because didn't she something like I would I would have come all night or something? I can't. Remember. Yeah, I wrote down two of the things she says. She says. Um, talking about like oh it's fine for you that you you killed two of them and she's like you know the gal's getting twitchy (laughs) (laughs) her crotch (laughs) and then like in the next sentence she's like if i got two of them in a row i'd want to come for like an hour (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i guess that is really the the yeah they're all being motivated by sex dreams (laughs) which is yeah i hadn't really thought about that until now but that's like an extra layer of like backwards thinking and logic i mean i didn't i didn't i don't think i caught that on my first time like that i went the first time that i watched it when it first came out but i caught it this time and i was like wait this is this is weird (laughs) yeah i think the first time i watched it i thought it was just like him maybe using this dream as an escape or something i didn't realize that it was like this was his wife from back home yeah 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 about and remembering about but but not but not. Well, okay, so let's talk about that then. Yeah. Because the way the ending of this whole thing ends is bizarre, and I don't think I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> because she's there too. Like, the way it ends is he's dropped off in his, like, full army uniform in front of what we can see is, like, a very dilapidated, run-down yeah. house. But the way he's seeing it is with this woman coming out, you know, saying, like, welcome home. And... Like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like, she's obviously not real. Like, no. If she was at some point, she's not there anymore. So, right. yeah, I was, I'm not really sure how to interpret that, that that either. And with the tears and stuff, I don't know if they're, do we accept them as tears of like happiness about being home? Right. Or is it like... <laughs> Yeah, I've seen, I, I was curious, so I did look up, like, a, a couple different theories about this. Well, and it seems like okay. the showrunners also don't <laughs> have an idea of what they really oh, wanted okay. people to have. I was going to say, let me tell my theory. Yeah, tell your theory. Internet ones. Maybe it's the same. Mm-hmm. But I guess, like, the way that I viewed it the first time, and I, the way that I guess it still makes the most sense now, mm-hmm. is that he did agree to be put back into the mass system, and this is like how his dream starts maybe like oh. he in, like we don't ever see the beginning of his dream you know we just we, before at this point this was the first time we're seeing the dream so i i kind of guess i saw it as him like he was being he agreed to go back into the mass implant system but i don't know yeah it's like the tears and then the fact that we see that it's yeah. like a dilapidated house you know like i don't i don't know what to make of that yeah that's the thing because yeah that your theory, I think, it would be very interesting if we didn't see the house. That's right. the only thing that's different. So I'm like, yeah. So then I'm like, well, is it like a some sort of punishment? Like he, right. he wouldn't go back into the system, so they're just tormenting him. They they dropped him off in the middle of nowhere and are just making him see like what what they want him to see. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it would be very difficult for them to. I don't think that they could release him. Yeah, with the knowledge he has, I don't think they could. So I think that whatever they had to do, I think yeah, I think he. Or is this uh the way that they imprison people? 
instead of putting well, them in an actual jail, they just have like rundown houses that they program them to see however they want them to see and just keep them in these houses having sex with phantoms forever. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, I would think that he almost had to have accepted it because the other, like the threat was that he would have to relive that experience and see those same things uh, forever essentially locked up in a cell and so yeah my what what i got from it was that he accepted it and then what they did is like when they they weren't going to let him stay in the field because maybe they weren't sure that it would like be safe for him to do so Yeah. yeah and so then they yeah just put him in his little fantasy released him back into you know, the world, but surely, I mean, I don't know how in depth or like how realistic these fantasies that are produced by the system can be, but surely he's not going to like feel her. Right. Or like, won't he be able to feel the fact that like the window's broken and like (laughs) there's a breeze coming through the cracked wall. I don't know. Like, shouldn't there be some sort of indication to him that it's not real? Maybe there's actually is a real woman there. It's just not that Uh accurate woman and he's seeing her the way that the system wants him to see it and maybe maybe you're right like he does agree to get plugged back in but because maybe they just want to like monitor him to make sure that the mass implant is going to work and Mm. so they sent him on like a temporary kind of like sick leave to this abandoned house with this woman woman who's not the real woman that he's seeing (laughs) Yeah, and, and then like after they're able to study it to see if his implant is working properly, they can bring him, call him back onto duty, kind of thing. Yeah, maybe that would make. I mean, if they're able to like trick them or their senses into being able to see monsters, I don't see why it wouldn't be possible to do the the other way. The other way, right? Yeah, yeah. that's compelling as well. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the only thing that really gets me is like the way that he is, the tears are coming. Don't make me feel like they're tears of joy. So it's like, is that like, is it his mind? Like he, it was wiped, but he is still like somehow feeling those emotions or is it just tears of joy, but I have a hard time telling that it's joyful. I, I, don't know. I, didn't, I didn't get the impression that they were joyful tears either. He didn't look happy to be yeah. there. Like, even though in that situation, if he believed that that situation was like, you know, a welcome home with his wife running out to him, he should have been happy, but he looked mortified. He did. <laughs> and he does his, like in the very, one of the very last scenes he, or I guess, um, what do they call it? But anyway, at the very end, he does like, smile a little so it's like he's either accepting that this is his reality reality now or yeah i don't know but let me (laughs) tell you like this sort of technology with these this everyone being able to control like what you see ultimately like how horrifying is that and it reminds me there's another episode that we haven't talked about and i can't remember what it's called but it's another thing with the eye implants and ultimately this guy ends up doing something to get his sentence, his prison sentence cut short or like a murder sentence forgiven or something. But the other part of it is that he, because he's like a deviant now, they make it so that he can't actually see anyone. Like they're all just blurs. I don't remember if you remember that episode. 
but, vaguely now that you were talking about it. Yeah. But, it, but it's like, yeah, it's just like so odd and strange. But then you also have to think like, yeah, he's got to have had his memory wiped because I don't think they would let him out. Because surely knowing that the ability to reset and re-hardwire your implant, knowing even that that's possible, I would think yeah. that if they let him out, he would consult people because I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like conspiracy theorists who right. would be willing to help him um, even in this thing that's not actually a conspiracy um, to, <laughs> you right. know, actually help him rewire so that he could break it again. So I feel like they need to at least have erased the the knowledge well, that that is a thing that can happen. Yeah, I, 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 def- I don't think that he has been released from from the army in any mm. way, like wherever he is like he's there because they're controlling him okay. and that's i mean that's what i think anyways yeah. i don't i don't think that they would have let him out um so whether this is like some sort of punishment or just a, a sick leave <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. or or what it is or if it's just that that at some point they have to let all of the soldiers feel like they're going home Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't ever let any of them leave after they're in the system. They just make them believe that yeah. they get these these opportunities to go home on leave and then they have to come back. Yeah. Um, and perhaps the tear at the end is not, he doesn't remember anything that he went through, but it's just like a general feeling of sadness that he can't explain. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, because it's made clear to us as well that the people who are, because they're obviously not fighting in their home country. So they right. they make it clear that their home country, they're like, you know, the people over there wouldn't do anything about this. So it, it makes it clear that, like, this is a known thing that these are human beings. But it's, you know, after they sign the waiver and accept the implant, they, they get rewired and they forget that conversation. Right. And they think these are actual monsters. So, yeah, I can see them even after, like, even if you're the perfect soldier... They've got to do something to, like, I don't know, make it so that, like, even if you're having discussions with people, like, later on, that... That doesn't come up somehow. Yeah, because even if you're like, no, guys, you don't get it. Like, these are monsters. Like, surely they would be able to show them a photo and be like, these are the 12 dead Danish people, you you know? Right. And I don't know. But then that begs the question, like, if it's something more than... If it's something more than like a proximity thing to see the the um, roaches, right? Would they be able to s- tell if they looked in a photo? In a, in a photograph, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I need answers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like when they were talking about like their homeland, like where they were from, they they mentioned that they had already killed all the roaches. Yeah. Like they. Had- completely eradicated at home the homeland was safe and free which was probably why the people there they, they didn't see the need to do it in other countries kind of thing like our, our home is protected why are we sending troops off to to do this you know, someplace else whereas like the army feels we have to kill them everywhere because right. otherwise they're just going to cross borders in the countries that yeah. you know we haven't gotten them in yet kind of thing um, I mean, if that doesn't have a parallel right now with the U.S. and the vaccine right? situation, I don't know what does. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, 
is a relevant episode <laughs> in more ways than one yes but um so maybe like part of what they are agreeing to in that conversation that they then forget is that they are signing their life over basically to the army like they don't ever actually get to go mm. home and the the going home quote unquote that they get is just fictitious yeah fantasies that are that are created by the army in this dilapidated area back right. <laughs> kind of thing where they can send them there for a, a week to think that they went home and then bring them back <laughs> right well and i feel like it's i feel like if they can do all of these different things with the implant it must not be out of the realm of possibility to have like a kill switch in it as well to be like you know let them you know go enjoy their their life after the army which is really just like in a dilapidated house and then right. give them a couple minutes and then you know just end it for them i don't know right let them let them have one more sleep orgasm and then <laughs> kill them off yeah oh my god yeah uh, we spent more time talking about the ending of this than we did about the entire rest of the episode <laughs> i mean you know it's pretty straightforward the rest of it you know i mean straightforward but well quote 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 but um, <laughs> the ending was very unclear, though, and yeah. I still don't feel like I have a, a. I don't feel like I know what it means for sure. Yeah. But I guess you said the creators didn't have a meeting. So. Yeah, I was reading. I mean, take it with a grain of salt because I was just looking at the Wikipedia page. But I was reading it because I was like, "What? You know, what? How have people interpreted this?" And it a lot of like the show people who are on the who had to do with like the writing and the filming of the episode. They were basically like. This is my interpretation of it, but I don't really know, you know, or like, it's just kind of vague and it's like, okay, well, thanks, I guess. Were there any compelling uh, theories? Not really, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've once again sussed out better theories. Yes, well, we're we're good at that. (laughs) We are, we are. But yeah. But yeah. Um, Overall, I recommend every episode of Black Mirror always season five don't start (laughs) don't start with season five if you watch the first four seasons and you want to keep going that's okay like it's worth watching once but don't start with season five because you won't like it (laughs) honestly if this is your first time listening to us thank you and hello if this is your first time also hearing about black mirror or maybe you saw the title and you watched along for the first time i would recommend that you watch both San Junipero yes. and Nosedive because those are two of my favorite ones and we did talk about both of those and that Maybe. way you could listen back to those episodes but also you would get <sighs> you'd probably have um I don't know I feel like especially Nosedive is like one of the peak episodes of Black Mirror so like yeah. if you want to see a really good episode jump into yeah. it yeah yeah don't start with episode one of season one either because that's what i did the first time and it was a huge turnoff to the whole series because i was like, what the fuck yeah. is happening in this show yeah um and also I mean, in retrospect yeah. it is a good episode and i did eventually re- like, yeah. watch the whole thing but it, it was too weird to start off with <laughs> yeah it's definitely out there um and it's also good to or a good thing to note probably that like season one and two were back when it was still on BBC four, I think. And yeah. so the feel kind of changes dramatically with season three in my yeah. and also everyone becomes American. But yeah. it's um <laughs> that's when it with Netflix picked it up. So it was um 
Americans uh, came in and ruined it. Ah, uh, classic. Uh, but uh, but you'll notice that too. But still, like I would recommend watching it all and this episode. So, any final thoughts or final quotes? Um, I do have a couple other quotes, I think. Or no, I guess I just have one other quote. I read all the ones already. But um, so it's by the doctor also right. when he says. We're genuinely empathetic as a species. I mean, we don't actually really want to kill each other, which is a good thing until your future depends on wiping out the enemy. Mm. The doctor is very supportive of the way the system works in like a creepy fashion. Very. And it's also very clear from the get go that he's aware of what's going on because he's just kind of like awkwardly like when he's telling him about the kills and stuff, he's, you know, getting a bit of a boner over it. (laughs) <laughs> he's like oh i'm writing this into my sex dream tonight. yeah that's what he was really doing on the computer he's like excuse me um <laughs> okay what okay so what he does on the computer then is like literally send like five or six of the exact same woman mm-hmm. into stripe's dream which i think is just overkill for of the same woman <laughs> agree yeah was why, it- why wasn't there five or six different women why did you just send clones of the same woman in? <laughs> yeah i mean unless part of that multiple versions of her was like part of the glitch. And then the reward was actually like she was fully naked and he was going to be able to actually like have dream sex with her. Whereas like usually it's a tease. Maybe. Um, I thought they got the dream sex just from killing roaches though. And this like what the doctor was doing. He was like, I'm going to give you a very good night's sleep. (laughs) And then like types into his computer. Maybe. And then all there's just like tons of yeah, when we see that, though, is the first night he killed the roaches, right? No, it was, like, the following night. He had already uh, seen And his gl- dream glitched out during that one, too. So, like, it was the second time that his dream had glitched. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. But that was my only quote that I hadn't said earlier on in the episode. Fair. Speaking of the Doctor, one last thing I want to mention, and this is something that I see all the time in the series, and it's the most annoying thing to me. And people like make fun of this all the time, so it's it's a it's a trope of cinema and uh, TV. Is that do you notice like how <laughs> loosey goosey the doctor is with the coffee cups when he's trying to offer him coffee? Um... If you ever watch actors with coffee cups, it's the most ridiculous thing because it's clear that there's nothing in the cups. And they were so, they were so like, you know, waving their arms around and like, you know, he, he sets it gently on that chair and it sort of wobble, like it wobbles the only way an empty cup will wobble. Yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't catch that. But it's always funny too, because they're like holding them at angles where you're like, you know, the coffee would be spilling. And the thing that I don't get, and please, if there's an actor listening, tell me why they do not just fill the cup up with water. I can yeah. understand not wanting to accidentally spill coffee all over something, but right. like at least or or put something solid in it that weighs comparable to right. coffee so that it feels like something in your hand and you're not just like tossing it all around. <laughs> or just learn how to hold a paper cup like you would if it had coffee in it. Or do that. That can't be that hard. <laughs> I imagine the difficulty is probably like once you're trying to like get into the acting zone, you're not really paying too much attention to what you're doing with a paper cup. Whereas yeah. like if it were actually with had liquids in it, you would need to, you know. That's true. Yeah. Especially with coffee. coffee in it because everybody needs a sip of coffee now. And exactly. And then if you do spill it, it'll scald your hand and then you'll know that you made a mistake. 
Um, I'll get off my soapbox now. But uh, yeah. So <laughs> on that note, thank you everyone for listening up to this point. No, I want if you, it's a little late for coffee but um, if you would like to reach out to us and like, let us know what you thought about this episode you can do so on Twitter at NNO Podcast or you're welcome to send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com and we always take suggestions of films or series that you would like us to discuss next as long as they are Netflix originals indeed So until next time, when we'll decide what we're going to watch again the day before, uh, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, man.